Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Matthew. Today, we are gonna take a look at the S&P 500 index over the last 220 years. All right, so this is what you would call a long, long scale view of the United States stock market. In the last video that I did, I showed the total return for the S&P 500. That includes dividends reinvested, the total return from the 1980s, so less than 40 years. Um, this is not including dividends, and it is for, as you see, 220-some years. Now, quick history of the New York Stock Exchange and the S&P 500. The New York Stock Exchange actually does trace its roots back to around this time. A little bit before 1792, the New York Stock Exchange was founded. But as far as making indices and making these things, uh, the Dow didn't start until the late 1800s and the S&P not until around the Great Depression. Uh, I, sorry, a little bit before the Great Depression, the 1920s. 1923 uh, is when uh, the S&P 500 uh, index was formed and started to be uh, tracked, this sort of composite of stocks. Now, what you see here before 1923 is an index that was uh, compiled by a gentleman named Nick Laird. I've mentioned him before, Australian gentleman. Uh, he has done a variety of very long-scale uh, charts and data research going back in time, and I use some of his data. I haven't checked it. Sometimes I do check it. Um, you know, it's not that hard to basically take a composite of all stocks uh, during this time because there's not that many in the market. So that's what he's done, uh, and that's what you see here. So just for your info. So the resulting is uh, that we can have this chart of uh, basically 220 years uh, to see bird's eye view. How does it actually look? You see uh, the black line, again, this is the same as with the total return. It's the same with all financial markets. This is just how financial markets work. Uh, they typically flow in a exponential pattern, all right, which is usually uh, from the lower left to the upper right. So if I take off log scale, uh, it's going to look a bit crazy, okay? It looks really crazy. Basically nothing, uh, you can't even see it based on today's data until you know the 70s and the 80s and it does look very jagged it does look problematic there are issues with money printing as i always talk about uh, but that's not the point of this video okay the point of this video is just to analyze the returns of the s p 500 over the long term using an exponential regression so as i've said before as i always say the best way to look at financial statistics over the long term put it on log scale what happens on log scale with exponential regressions exponential trend lines they become a straight line. Okay, so if you look at log scale, we're at a base 10. So each movement up is 10x higher on the left side, the left-hand side of the chart. This is how it looks. All right, so this is log scale, exponential regression. All right, see my prior videos for all the, uh, the uh, explainers on how exponential regressions work. 88% R squared, you see there in the tooltip, it's not bad. It wasn't as good as the exponential regression we had for uh, the total return, which is in the 90s, a low 90th uh, percent uh, R squared. Not 90%, but low 90s, uh, I believe. 
So that is not as good, but it's also not bad. And again, this is where you can start to see the volatility of markets, which I talked about before. I mean, you can go for decades, for centuries even, without even touching what has turned out to be the extremes of the market based on the trend. Okay, so for example, you're in the 1800s here. The actual return is something like two bucks, two bucks, 67 cents. I mean, that's how you know cheap stocks were on average here, right? In the 1800s, uh, you're going up to two bucks, three bucks here. It takes, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. And again, the United States was on a first a silver standard, then a gold standard during this time. Uh, there's not much activity. And even when you start to move sideways or down, whether it be war or something else, here we have the uh, moving into the Civil War, which actually the stock market moved up uh, just before the Civil War and then sort of flattened out. Uh, there's a lot of money printing during that time as well. Uh, you know, you're still not even touching the extremes, okay? But look at the extremes based on the all-time data. Let's just stop it here around the Civil War. Uh, the index itself was about two bucks. The 97 and a half percentile, which is two sigma basically up is 14 bucks down is $1. Okay. And you see during this time, the market doesn't even come close to touching the extremes. Why do we even have the extremes here? It's because I'm taking the entire market, the entire data, which moves all the way until today. So this tells us something about perhaps the volatility of the stock market now versus then. Okay, because then you were well inside the channels. Now you're starting to show extremes and we'll get there. Okay, so again, I'm trying to make uh, 200 years of stock market history pretty quick here. What's this big spike here? This was the roaring 20s, uh, big run up in stocks and then boom, Great Depression. Okay, 1929 and on. This is where we actually get touch an extreme to the downside. Okay, so interesting to note. The only time we actually went below the extreme of all the data, uh, which is a two sigma down move, means outside of 95% of the time up or down, all right, which on the downside is two and a half percent of the time only was during the Great Depression. All right. And then we bumped along the bottom, even though we went up. Okay. So it was, let's just get the exact number. Went down to like four bucks from, uh, let's say, 25 bucks on the index um, at the crater, which was 1932-33. The nadir uh, all right, was basically 4.5 from a top of uh, 20. If you, Excuse me, 27 actually, almost 30. Let's just zoom in to give you the exact number. 28.50 at the top, September, October 1929, before the crisis, went all the way down to 4.30. All right, it's a big, big drop, over 75% drop. Uh, and you know, we did rebound here, uh, the market, I should say, at this time in the 30s when the Great Depression was going on, but it's not reaching the top again, all right? It's not reaching the top, it goes back down again as World War II starts, and during World War II, uh, it actually does go up a little bit. Perhaps it's due to armament sales, I don't know. I presume it's a, the, the economy was gearing up for war. As, as uh, many people have talked about, the U.S. economy was retooled after the war, and of course, the United States became the dominant exporter of the world, dominant superpower, so on and so forth. So it was retooled after the war. But during the war, it still did uh, go up a little bit, but not much. We're still, you know, half basically of the Great Depression, excuse me, of the uh, 1929 top. 
and we have to go all the way out until the 50s to get back above the 1929 top. So that's volatility. That's volatility in the stock market. And it takes decades to get somewhere. And you can't blame everything there on the money printing. I do blame a lot of things on the money printing. But the reason I want to show you this is this is how the stock market works over the long term. It can be volatile. And if you really want to take a view, uh, you really got to look decades out. Um, in my opinion, not financial advice. Okay. But now look, we have this all time trend line, the black line, okay, which is a decent uh, R squared 88%. We get above it here in the 70s, but we really get above it in the 80s. And there were a lot of stock market crashes here, right? In 87, you see just what was a big crash in 87 just looked like kind of a little dip uh, over the long term, okay, on log scale. And then from the 90s on, we are above the all-time trend. And what is actually happening here is we are making our all-time trend rise, okay? Because just imagine, I don't have it. It would be great to show you a dynamic of how this trend line would uh, sort of evolve every month. But as you can see here, all right, let's just take off the extremes. Just imagine sort of with your mind's eye, if you can, how this slope of this curve would be, be much shallower be much less steep all the way till the 60s and 70s. Okay, from the 60s and 70s, you see it start to go higher. And uh, that's pretty interesting. One reason, in my opinion, is because the United States left the gold standard in 1971. And with a lot of fiat money printing, it actually pushed it higher. So from that point, we're higher, we got a lot of paper wealth rising and rising. But then you have to ask other questions, you know, GDP per capita, stock market returns per capita, so on and so forth, if, uh, if we're really getting wealthier or not. But that's, that's outside the scope of this video. The point is, you can definitely see that the market was always shallower here before, but now, uh, really from the 60s and the 70s, it's much steeper. And, you know, just as volatile, uh, of course, we can't, you know, that's again another uh, separate video to talk about the volatility of now versus then. Uh, the stock market is a volatile beast. I'm not going to claim that because there was less money printing here, it was not necessarily volatile. We were on a gold standard at this point, although it was a pretty weak one um, in the roaring 20s. So, you know, it's, it's volatile all the time. But then if we go back and we look at the volatility on linear scale, it certainly looks volatile here. Um, but again, as I said, it's going to look that way the more you zoom in, although I'm maxed out on the charts, so let's take this off. It's still going to look pretty volatile um, at any point in time. It just depends on, you know, your zoom. So uh, anyway, point is, let's go back. Let's take us back to log scale. And now we're coming to today, finally, the end of this video. Uh, we've been well above the all-time trend of the stock market uh, for the past 30, 40 years. Okay, going on 40 years, we've been well above the all time trend of the S&P 500. And now to today, we're actually at the only point where we're above the two and a half percentile move. Now, does that mean that it's going to be rare, and it's definitely going to fall down? I can't say that, because statistically, we have probably been like this for quite a while. And every time we're there, and we fall back down, for example, in 2000 or in 2008, there's more money printing to push it back up further still. So it's a weird situation where, you know, 
yes, stocks move in an exponential trend for sure. But as we keep the money printing, as we keep um, papering over losses and socializing losses, we're actually pushing the market to ever higher highs, even compared to the all-time trend, which is important to remember. And I think, again, if you're a Maalox investor, you want, might want to think about that before getting wet in the, uh, in the stock market. So uh, last thing just to say about this is remember the total return growth, the compound annual growth of the uh, stock market in, uh, in our other chart, in our other video, that was 10.8% per year from the 80s, okay? And that was with dividends reinvested. This chart does not reinvest dividends. It just assumes you take the dividends and you walk away from the stock. So the returns are much different. Nonetheless, I can still give you a slope of the curve over 220 years. And the curve is the black line, okay, which, again, we can be for decades, you know, above it. We can be for decades below it. Uh, and we have been for decades, you know, 40 decades here going on above it uh, recently. What is the slope of that black line? What is the compound annual growth rate of the stock market all time without reinvesting dividends? 3.9% per year. 3.9% per year. And just as a visual, generally, if you started, say, around the trend line and you finished below the trend line, regardless of where you were, you're going to get less than 3.9%. And if you start around the trend line, right, could be down here, the base of the uh, Great Depression for your grandparents and great grandparents, uh, people that basically passed on money to you, if you start below the trend line and finish above the trend line, you're going to get above 3.9% per year as a return. So think about that. Uh, point of the video again to show the volatility of the stock market to show that the stock market still will give you returns but it's important to see that if you really want to look at the long-term trend of the stock market to really get where you want to be the return you want to be first of all is 3.9 percent without dividends enough okay i understand with dividends changes the picture but is it without dividends enough and are you willing to wait uh 30 40 50 years to actually lock in the return that you want. And hopefully the timing will be well for you. Uh, and you say, if we're entering the stock market now and the trend doesn't change, and later we start to go back to the all-time trend line, that's going to be a lower return than 3.9% per year. So as always, not financial advice. Hope this helped you get a broader understanding of the stock market, big picture, and all returns stocks working. Thanks for watching.